tell you is that romanticism is not just an art movement. That's really important that you write down that it's not just an art movement. Really, if you're a romanticist, it's like a whole way of living. It's a whole way of thinking, you know? It, it, it really is a way of life. Uh, romanticism has a huge impact on not just European art and literature, but also thinking, and even things like fashion. Ladies not having to wear a corset, that was in large part because of romanticists who said that women should be able to be more natural, more the way they're supposed to be, rather than artificially, you know, skinny and tightened up. Yeah, exactly. Uh, also, fashion as well, child-rearing, the crazy, crazy idea that parents should actually raise their children. And heaven forbid, maybe mothers should do something like breastfeed their kids. Because before this, if you had any money at all, you would your children would be raised almost entirely by wet nurses and then tutors and nannies and so on and so forth. So what, that's one thing to get is that it uh, really has a huge impact all across culture rather than just, not just an art movement. Uh, in addition to that, I'd like to make a little mention of the foundation of Romanticism because its roots go back to the height of the Enlightenment, which we can see in most movements in history that the roots of the new are in the old movement. There's one Enlightenment philosopher who we can sort of see as being the godfather of Romanticism, and that is, yes, Rousseau. Uh, and we'll see what exactly it is in Rousseau's beliefs and ideas that translate into Romanticism. So without further ado, uh, some of the characteristics. First characteristic is if the Enlightenment is all about reason and logic and rationalism, Romanticism emphasizes the opposite. The important uh, qualities are emotions. You know, life cannot be explained with reason alone. Uh, we need passion, we need our emotions, we need to be sometimes irrational. Sometimes we need to think with our minds, and sometimes we need to think with our guts or with our heart. We say that, we use those words today, that's romanticist concept, you know? I just feel it in my gut, you know? That's very romanticist. And I know I'm saying romanticist and just romanticist, but I'm trying to make a, you know, difference between the words. So we see this sort of rejection of the Enlightenment, whereas the Enlightenment says that we can move on towards an ultimate progress. Society, we're constantly reforming, constantly changing, and moving towards an ultimate good, universal good, universal happiness. For the Romanticists, they're going to say, much like Rousseau, civilization corrupts us. Modern changes like the Industrial Revolution, they corrupt us. Uh, a romanticist statement that comes from the 20th century, uh, it's a real famous quote by Albert Einstein. He said that our technology has outpaced our humanity. Uh, and I've always found it a fairly you know, meaningful quote that you know, he was thinking in terms of the atomic bomb. You know, we have this amazing power to kill all these people, but we don't necessarily have the humanity to stop ourselves from doing it.
Uh, the idea of romance is you don't need to write everything down here. Time-wise, we're looking at about 1790 or so to it, the peak is in the 1820s, but it lasts until the 1850s. And when you study uh, 18 American next year, the Romanticist movement is in America as well, very important in America. It lasts all the way into probably almost the 20th century. Uh, and, but it's strongest, as I said, in America, Germany, and Northern Europe, particularly Britain and Germany. This is where we see what I'll call the modern ideal of what an artist is created for the first time. We tend to see artists as aloof, don't we? You know, artists as you can't ever really understand. You know, you can't get in mind, inside the mind of an artist because an artist is, is a genius or an artist is, you know, revolutionary. An artist is take us so far beyond from where we came. Uh, how many of you are uh, classic rock fans? Classic rock bands, two classic rock bands. Would you argue that the best bands of the last 50 years are the ones that did not just stick to like a formula for success, but pioneered and took us in new directions? The Beatles being a classic example of that with later psychedelic influences, punk influences, uh, Led Zeppelin and the creation of metal, you know? And so there's lots and lots of different examples there. If you don't listen to classic rock, at least some of the time, sorry. Um, I can try to provide a better example. But we see that our, the best artists, the ones that have lasting popularity, are not the ones that do the same things over and over again. It's the ones that innovate, are revolutionary. So that's where this modern idea of the artist develops. And the idea of an artist as a genius, rather than just a craftsman. In the Renaissance, even then, artists were still basically just craftsmen. Now they're seen as very important. This is a uh, super, super, super famous painting uh, by the German artist Asper David Freiger. Um, kind of like off so we can see a little bit better. This gives us a great clue into romantic art. This is why it's first, one of the best examples of romantic art. There's a couple of things that I'd like to point out here for you to help you explain this. First, we have something new in European art. We have the individual at the center of the painting, but they're not looking at you. They're not looking at the viewer. You can't see their face. Now, what do you think this forces you to do? You have to either look at their point of view, or maybe how many of you put yourself in the picture? and imagine what it would be like to, yeah, a lot of you, imagine what it would be like to stand there yourself. The second thing there is you're supposed to have an emotional reaction to this. So those of you that either looked at his point of view and what you thought he was thinking, or put yourself in his position, what kind of emotions flash through your head? Alex? Very peaceful. So, and, and this gives you a clue into your own personality as well. <laughs> so if you find yourself at the top of a a rock looking out over this immense vista, you would be at least Am I right? Any other thoughts, Ryan? Well, kind of like peace among like a lot of other like bands and just like standing at a big like rock. And so it's in like the awesome middle of this like really cool stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome and death-defying. So there's, there's peace meets, you know, yeah. incredible sort of wow at, at what you see in nature. 
Okay? Beauty of nature, absolutely. All these are romantic statements. And by the way, romanticism is one of those movements that you're going to see a lot of probably in your own personality. 21st century America has not been said goodbye completely to the ideals of romanticism. Um, another, this would be up there in the characteristics of Romanticism, but uh, we always look at movements looking back to different parts of history or earlier cultural movements. The Romanticists, of course, look back to the romances of the Middle Ages. King Arthur would be your best example of that. They also look back to Shakespeare. Shakespeare became a hero to the Romanticists. Think of all the drama, think of all the tragedy and all the emotion and love and loss and violence and all these human, human emotions, universal human emotions expressed in Shakespeare. It may seem a shock to us, but Shakespeare wasn't always as popular as he is today. In the 17th century and first part of the 18th century, people dismissed him. Guys like Voltaire, himself a famous playwright, thought that Shakespeare and English playwrights really weren't all that special. It was the Romanticists who translated Shakespeare into other languages and brought Shakespeare close to the prominence that he um, enjoys today. Of course, this is a painting of a depiction from a scene in Shakespeare from Macbeth, where Lady Macbeth is starting to go insane. Next one, the rugged individual. You've already seen it in that Wandering Above His Fog painting by Catherine Friedrich. Uh, in a lot of romantic paintings, you're going to be able to see the individual sort of alone, serene, isolated, the concept of like a dreamer, all right? This is separating the individual from society, a focus on you, a focus on the individual and what makes you special. The idea that artists are philosophers instead of craftsmen is important and comes out of romanticism. So we'll take a look at a couple more here. Here's one actually called The Dreamer. Uh, I wouldn't say you necessarily need to write these down. It's usually fairly easy once you start seeing enough of Friedrich's paintings to be able to recognize almost any of them. certain commonalities. <coughs> but here, once again, you have a natural scene, somebody looking out upon it. Probably not their farm. This person looks like they might maybe be a wanderer, or one who might just be on a walk uh, and just sort of admiring the view. Is that a type of cat car? Um, it's, I so think it's just a curvy. Okay. Here's another one, solitary tree. <laughs> Somebody made the comment in fifth grade yesterday that it looks like uh, Bob Ross's happy tree. Yes, yes, which is if you're foreshadowing gonna be our next characteristic that we'll look at. Yeah. Um, you may not be able to spot this here, the person in the painting is down at the bottom at the base of the tree, you can see right there. So very zoomed out perspective. Sort of like, I imagine this is the kind of picture we might take if you're traveling through like Rocky Mountain National Park. Alright, so next, the power and fury of nature. And this will stop before we get into anything, but let me explain the characteristics and then we'll be done for the day. Uh, the power and fury of nature. There's two components to this. The first uh, aspect of this characteristic is the idea that nature, make sure you're paying attention to this, the idea that nature can be this unstoppable force. So natural disasters are depicted in uh, a lot of romanticist art. 
the idea of Hurricane Katrina. You know, we're all scarred by this because we see an American city, a 21st century American city, that literally can be almost destroyed by a hurricane. So understanding the idea of the power of nature, but at the same time, understanding the idea of the beauty of nature. And that's where we'll stop today. That's where we'll pick up tomorrow.